What's up? It's your girl here, Maya Sanita, and welcome to the Refine Nation Station. Hey, listen, my mission is to inspire others as they are refined in Christ. Stay tuned. Let's have a great time. Yeah. What's up, Refine Nationers? And welcome back to the Refine Nation Station, the podcast. We are in our next level series, and I could not be more thrilled to have this special guest on with us today. She is a Dove Award winning recording artist and has released seven acclaimed CDs. Her discography includes five worship albums, one lullaby CD for the Christian parent, and even a holiday EP this Christmas. She also embarked on a long-time vision of providing ongoing coachings and trainings for worship teams with the Worship Leaders Summit and Summit Collective and her latest instructional resource, Becoming a Vocal Athlete, an online course, by the way, that is for singers and speakers. I am excited to have her on today as we are going to be speaking about being a worship leader and, of course, being a professional singer as well as a few vocal tips. Her name is LaRue Howard. So let's go ahead and get started. But before we get into the details of this series next level go ahead and follow the podcast be sure to share it with a friend or two and also please be sure to rate the podcast as we want to continue telling the world about jesus thanks as we go ahead and get started welcome back refine nationers and so i am super excited because today's guest is one that's kind of close to my heart and she is here to speak to us today about being a worship leader we'll also discuss uh vocal techniques because we know there are people out there who inspire to be a uh, vocal so we'll go ahead and talk to her. But yeah, Refine Nationers, say hello to LaRue Howard. What's up? Oh my gosh, I am so thrilled to be here with the Refine Nationers. This is what's up. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me tonight. <laughs> Absolutely. I am so excited that you said yes. I know you are a, a mom, a worship leader, a businesswoman, uh, a social media, everything. And so, you know, I was like, maybe she'll say yes. But I am super excited that you're here with us today. Absolutely. Well, thank you for asking me and inviting me. You know, um, just the simple fact that we are uh, birthday twins, I have to... Uh... <laughs> I have to oblige. So, you know, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, shoot, shout out to all the March babies. We have our birthdays coming up and then, you know, I'm grateful for all the rest of you guys out there who have birthdays, but March, I'm just saying it's just something kind of special. So yeah, (laughs) we are, we are definitely a special group of people and we are thankful for all the other people that have birthdays, but March babies, March babies rock. (laughs) March babies rock. (laughs) Hashtag. All right, let's go ahead and get started. So can you please tell us a little bit about your journey and how becoming a professional singer as well as becoming a worship leader has really impacted your life? Oh, it's been a journey for sure. You know, I grew up singing in the church. Like a lot of uh, people who are singing now, (laughs) they grew up singing and I found love and I found a solace, if you will, in music. And when I went to college, I was able to major in music with a focus on vocal performance 
performance, but it was at that time that God gave me a vision of me singing. And, you know, at that time, I didn't really know what it meant, but I held on to that. And even after I moved from Atlanta to Florida, where I'm living now, I just held on to that vision. And I was a music teacher in public school system. And after that, I became a full-time worship pastor. Uh, But it was so funny as I was leading or teaching in the public school system, in the back of my mind, I would always pretend I was leading worship. So my kindergartners would come in and I would tell them to come in and have a seat. And I would say, look at your neighbor. That's back when everybody was saying, turn to your neighbor. (laughs) So I would have my kindergartners turn to your neighbor and say, I'm so happy to see you today. So it started way back when, way back then when I was in the classroom, right? But uh, but after being a worship pastor for, um, gosh, it's been over 20 years now, um, I've just been able to make connections and make make relationships with different people in different um, walks of life and in different uh, genres and styles of music that I've been able to... um, do perform it for different conventions and uh, singing at Disney full time, not full time, but singing uh, at one of the shows at Walt Disney World and um, being able to uh, do different studio sessions and singing for uh, different shows and different theme parks. So it's it's been definitely a journey, but it's been very, very rewarding. Wow. It sounds like it has been. It sounds like each step grows to the next step. You know, it's funny how life will happen that way. Like I was thinking about the teacher thing. At one point I was a teacher and at one point I was like leading different things. And it's just funny how life evolves into who you become. And uh, the way that that really does work, it's just like, yo, I would have never like, I didn't know this about you, about being a teacher. Yeah. And it's so cool too, because, you know, for your listeners and, and you know this, like we can't um, despise those days of small beginnings, right? But then also mm-hmm. we have to learn to not live with regret because everything that we're going through, every experience that we have prepares us for the next experience that's to come. It's so very true. I mean, it's just a hundred percent true. I used to do uh, be an assistant teacher for um, children with special uh, needs and the the lessons that I learned during that time, just about who people are just in general, regardless of how old they are, I use a lot of that even to this day. You know, it's like, well, I understand. Like, it's a different perspective. And so I think if we don't take those perspectives and take time to actually embrace the moments that we're currently in, we don't have a place in the future to build into, which led you into becoming not just someone who is a worship leader, but someone who understands the heart of a person because you took those times uh, early on just to even try to equip somebody else, you know? And even though you had those fun moments where you're, you're talking about turn to your neighbor, you know, these are fun activities. But at the same time, there are also experiences that help to equip us into who we are becoming. I love that so very much. Mm -hmm. As a worship leader, how do you continue to carry out the mandate to reach the world through worship? Yeah, you know, that is a tagline of mine that I use to help me maintain the vision of understanding that, you know, this assignment that God has given me is bigger than me. But at the same time, I have to remember too that I can't reach the world until I'm first able to reach around the corner, you know, if you will. Um, sometimes we can focus on something that's so big that we miss small opportunities, small True. moments, you know, True. that can possibly change the trajectory of your life and the, the assignments that you've been given. But how do I do that? By making sure that I'm staying plugged into my local church. It's very important to me that I, that I stay in a space where I'm able to serve the 
local community within my local church. And then as I'm doing that, I believe that it makes room or gives me the opportunity to be able to do things like your podcast and, you know, record videos on YouTube and and have music that is being shared across the world. So I'm so thankful that we have things like podcasts and uh, Zoom and, and the internet and, you know, things that we can connect with people across the across the globe to, to be able to reach people with the gift of song, with worship, with words of encouragement and just inspiring them. You know, with, with those tools, there's absolutely no one that's off limits from my reach. Yeah, internet has definitely changed the game. Even this podcast is done virtually, you know, just so that we can kind of still connect. And I think that because God's arm is not too short and because he's not a limited God, he can do what he wants to do with who he wants to do, however he wants to do it, no matter what the case may be. So even though like people like dog the internet a lot of times, or they might say something negative about the internet in the same way, God can use it for his glory in everything. He's going to get his glory. And so it's just a great tool to see that through worship and through you taking time to continue to be surrendered to the callings of what God has called you to uh, in the area of worship, as well as other things that he will use even the internet for you to reach the lost and to encourage those who maybe want to do something in the area of worship, or maybe they feel as though God has placed that on their heart. Like, hey, I want I want to be a worshiper, but I don't know where to get started. And it could be just a moment of them seeing you sing or seeing a, a clip of something like, yo, that's how, and it could be something that is imparted into their life so they can go ahead and move forward. And God can continue to breathe through us and use us as the vessels that he wants us to use, even in the area of worship, even in the area of teaching or whatever it is that we are doing. So that's really inspiring, you know, to see that God is still moving, even though we're not like together in a physical room or I guess airline tickets are a little bit, a little less needed nowadays, huh? That is so true. That is so true. All we got to do is pick up a Zoom call or a link and, and we're connected. It's a wonderful opportunity. It's amazing to me. Like, God, you just you just keep setting things up for your glory. Like, okay, we'll shut this whole world down, but we'll connect everything differently now. You just keep being God. I'll keep being Maya Sanita because I can't. <laughs> cannot do that. <laughs> With that being said, what advice do you have that will guide someone who desires to have a deeper intimacy with God in their personal times of worship? I think one of the greatest shifts in my relationship with the Lord came about when I began to be intentional about spending time with him. And this was probably 10, 15 years into me being a worship leader. You know, sometimes we can just kind of go through doing what we see other people doing and that will carry you for a while. When people first get saved, maybe their parents may have prayed them into the church or prayed them in and, you know, they just kind of go through what their family members are doing. But it wasn't until I really became intentional and set time aside to spend time with God. And I, and so, you know, to someone who's wanting to develop and strengthen and deepen their relationship with the Lord, I would tell them to, to be intentional with their time, um, whether that means getting up earlier or going to bed later, but just setting that time aside. Sometimes you may have to put things on your calendar, actually schedule it, depending on your personality, right? Some people are just very, they can just very spontaneous. They don't, they don't do structures, but then there are other people who need a structure and yeah. they know that they work like that. But being intentional, put that thing on your schedule, set your alarm and say on your alarm, this is my get up, go pray alarm, you know? So just being intentional, knowing that this is the time that I'm going to spend, I'm going to sit 
and just wait and pray and then give some time to hear from God, that's what I would encourage you to do. Mm-hmm. If you're looking to deepen your relationship with the Lord, be intentional about spending time with Him. Yeah, I totally agree. One thing I used to do, I guess it's been a few years now, is actually set my alarm. Like I would just put an alarm on to spend time with God. And so I think for maybe like, I don't do it now because now my body is actually adapt to it. I'd set it for like three o'clock and now I just naturally wake up at that time. And I know that's uh, an early morning time for a lot of people. There's no interruptions in those early morning hours and nobody's going to, well, depending upon whatever's happening in the area, it's usually not much going on at three o'clock in the morning and not a lot of people are going to bother you or you're not going to get a phone call in the middle of it or emergency usually doesn't come up. So, you know, I had actually started setting my time for three o'clock in the morning and just reading my word and turning on praise and worship and just allowing God to speak to me. And I find that that when I miss those days or those times that even though God is still there, I, I feel thirsty. Like my spirit doesn't feel as though it's had a full meal for the day or you know what I mean like I don't feel as close to God as I normally would or the way I desire to. And so in Refine Nationers, I encourage you, just go ahead and set your clock. Listen, there is no shame in setting your clock to spend with God. We set our clocks to get up in the morning to go to work. We set our clocks to go to bed. We set our clocks for lunch. Listen, we set our clocks for everything else. There's absolutely nothing wrong with taking time to set our clock and wake up and spend time with God. He loves to hear from us and he is waiting to hear from you. So I invite you like just to take a time. We maybe we'll do a challenge, set your alarm uh, challenge or something like that, where people are setting their alarm just to spend time with God. And for no other reason, just to say, God, I love you. God, what is it that you want out of our lives? We want to worship you just to take time to spend time singing to him or exalting his name, you know, something like that. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. And we should definitely be those who are like Romans 116, who are, we're unashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're unashamed to take that time to spend with him. And no matter what other people might say or whatever they might do, that, listen, my husband, husband might be upset or my kids might be upset or my mom or whoever might be upset that I'm trying to spend more time. But it's important to spend time with God because without it, how can we know who we are as he is the creator and we are just made in his image. But if we don't take time to spend and allow him to mold us and and build us up and refresh us, because some of us go through a lot during the day, how is it that we can continue forward? We leave ourselves in a place of emptiness or we'll leave ourselves with a, a door open where we're allowed the enemy a foothold into our lives just simply because we were tired and didn't take time to spend with him. So true. So true. And carving that time out will be that sacrifice. Good gracious. Nothing is more comfortable (laughs) than a warm bed, you know, in the morning when you first wake up and and having to throw those covers off and get up. It's like, oh my gosh, you don't want to do that. But Mm -hmm. when you say, God, I'm going to, I'm going to sacrifice this good sleep. (laughs) As an offering for to you, because I desire you more than my sleep right now. I desire to hear you and to be with you and to just talk to you and to just bear my soul to you more than anything else right now. And God will honor that. He, he tells us that when we seek him and when we search with him, search for him with our whole heart, we'll find him. You know, when we search for him, when we call out to him, he promises that he will reveal secrets and mysteries to us. Sometimes we don't know what to do. We don't know what's going on. What the, what's the next step? Because we haven't sought the Lord. We haven't searched for him. We haven't looked for him. And there's, you know, there's nothing that that's hidden from us because 
if we're not searching for him, then yeah, it's hidden. But if we're searching for him, if we're spending time with him and being intentional about yeah. that, then he doesn't hide secrets from us. It's very true. He definitely revealed it to us because he reveals it to his children. And that's who we are to him. Those um, who have accepted Christ into their life, we're now adopted into his family. And we need to remember that. So it's so easily to forget that with all that goes on in the world, that we're not on the same page as the world. We're in this world, but we're not of this world. So it's super important to remember that. I think that's a very key thing that we're talking about here because God waits for us. It's just like a father waiting to see their children when coming home or whatever the case may be. He loves us with a sincere heart. So Refine Nationers, just know that our God is a genuine God and he wants us to worship him in spirit and in truth. These are the kind of worshipers he seeks after. He's seeking after us. Do you find as a worship leader that when you take consecrated amount of time with him, that is easier for you to worship during your times as a worship leader? 100%. 100%. I feel like in those moments that God gives me a, a preview of what's to come, you know, whether it's preparing for leading worship or preparing to be on a podcast to teach or or preparing just for life, you know, preparing, like I said, for the next big step. He gives us opportunities and moments to see what he has planned and prepared for us. Of course, he doesn't reveal the whole big picture, right? Because it's bigger than what our minds can conceive. But but I believe that he does give us like an idea of what is to come. So as a worship leader, it is imperative for me to spend a time with the Lord so I can hear and see and know what are some things that you want us to encounter today with you, God? What are some things that, that you want us to lead into today as a worship leader? You know, we prepare, we make our set list, but as I'm going through through the set list and praying that morning before, I'm opening up my heart to just be led personally by the Holy Spirit. So that way, when I get before his people, I can lead them to that same space. As a worship leader, you can't, you can't, we, we, I've heard this saying that you can't lead people where you haven't gone. So if you haven't first gone to a certain place or dimension in the Lord, you can't lead the people there. So yeah, absolutely. It's 100% imperative, very important, you know, to have that time. Definitely. I agree. You said you can't lead someone where you have not gone. And like, I can't imagine, like, uh, for those of you who are worship leaders, it, it makes your, your, what you're supposed to do. I want to almost, I don't want to even call it a job, but it makes what you're doing a lot harder if you have not spent that time. It's literally like you driving to a whole new city where you've never been before and then going to tell somebody directions to the closest restaurant. You don't know. You've never been there before. What? You don't know what kind of food they have in there. You don't know what streets to turn on. You don't know who to cook. You don't know nothing. All you know is I guess they got something and we don't want to be guessing about Jesus. These are real souls. These are real people. Amen. <laughs> and we want to make sure that we have something that God has given us before we go and tell somebody else where to yeah. go. So, you know, as a worship leader, I encourage you to continue to seek after God, even though sometimes um, you can feel that pressure because of the fact that you are in front of a lot of people and the enemy does not want you to lead anybody to Jesus. The enemy doesn't want you to sing and, and bring deliverance to anybody. The enemy doesn't want these things to happen. So he's going to try to do something to kind of persuade you away from that or distract you away from spending time with God. But you have to find God or seek God on purpose, especially as a worship leader. Amen. Amen. And that being anchored where God is leading you to lead his people. Yeah, for sure. 
for sure. So as a vocal coach, we're going to lighten it up a little bit, I guess. But as a vocal <laughs> coach, as a vocal coach, you have a business. And if you can tell us a little bit more about it, that'd be awesome as well. But then you have a business where you develop vocal athletes. Yes. What technique do you find is the most challenging for your students to apply? Yeah, absolutely. So I have a webinar which leads to an online course, uh, which is a 90 day vocal coaching mentoring program. And it's called Becoming a Vocal Athlete. And the thought process behind that is that there are so many singers who are incredibly talented, but they don't understand how the voice works. They don't know how to use their voice. They don't know how to take care of their voice and all that is involved in making sure that they are able to maintain vocal longevity. And so learning to become a vocal athlete is going to help establish some healthy habits that's going to promote lifelong healthy singing. So as far as one of the techniques that's probably the most challenging is singing in what I call a mixed voice. Now, a lot of people know that they sing in their chest voice and or they may have heard that they sing in their falsetto, but there are that's just two registers that we actually sing in. So we speak, we sing and speak in our chest voice, but then the higher we go, we change registers. And so to be able to switch from one register to the next smoothly without having any type of disconnect or distractions in the tone is challenging. Uh, And so sometimes people will hear a break in the voice when they're moving up their in their register or in their tone where they're flipping from their chest voice over to their head voice or a falsetto voice. So being able to put those two registers together and sing in what I call a mix voice has been challenging. But I was with a voice client just today and just helping him fine tune that space in between that falsetto and his chest voice, you know, because there are certain notes that you kind of skip over. It's like, okay, I can't sing that. So I'm just going to do riffs around that, (laughs) you know, riff up at the top Mm -hmm. of my falsetto and riff down here. But no, we need to be able to bring all of that down seamlessly without any disconnect. So singing that mix, that's probably been the most challenging for my clients. I tell you what, I don't know about you, but I know us African American, we we would do a riff in a second to try to get out of it. Hello. So that's so funny. <laughs> and then give somebody praise about it, but you skipped the note. <laughs> you skipped all you skipped like two, three notes in that, but that's okay. I got you. <laughs> Boy, that's too funny. But yeah, I think that is one of the hardest things, honestly, you know, because uh, it's just that is a training technique. You have to be able to make that change. And it's not always easy. And it's easier sometimes to sing. I don't know. For me, it might be easier to sing in a falsetto than it is to chest voice. But most of the time, if it's just really about like, what do you think, like air yeah. uh, or something yeah. like that, that will help in that area? Yeah, airflow, placement, and just, you know, it's hard as a vocal coach, it's difficult sometimes teaching someone to access different parts of their voice because I can't get in your throat <laughs> and manipulate the muscles in the vocal folds right. and be like, uh, move it right here, put it here, you know, mm-hmm. but it's really about helping bring awareness to what does it sound like? What does it feel like both in your throat? What does it feel like? And then also, where is it resonating? What does that placement feel like? You know, so it's really just bringing awareness to your voice, what it sounds like and what it feels like. Listen, Refund Nationers, if you're looking to do some singing, 
You better use this little tip right here. That tip cost. That was not supposed to be a free tip. I'm trying to let y'all know. Listen, if you don't practice anything else after listening to this podcast, you better practice that one little thing. That'll bless you. Then go sing to your family and see what they think. See if they approve of this message. But I definitely think there's something that's a good little tidbit there that people can utilize and exercise every day. All right. So please share with us with Refine Nationers where they can find your music as you have, what, seven? Is it seven CDs? Yeah, I have uh, seven CDs. Six of them are like worship, praise and worship uh, CDs. There's one that's a lullaby uh, for the babies. Uh, But then I also have a voice exercises project. So a lot of times singers don't do voice exercises, number one, because they don't know what to do. And number two, they don't know how to do it. And so this voice exercises project that I have, uh, they can get it at my website at LaRueLive.com. And I am literally coaching you through a 20 minute vocal warm up session. And so that's one of the seven projects that I have. But again, they're available at LaRueLive.com. Also, they're available on streaming, uh, any streaming platform. So Apple Music, Spotify, YouTube, LaRue Online on YouTube is a where uh, all of my music is found. Awesome. And then tell us how we can, if we want you to be our vocal coach, because you are like probably one of the top vocal coaches in America. So how can they get in contact (laughs) with you? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm doing uh, webinars every or twice a month. They're free webinars that anyone can register to join. Um, And they can just text the word join to 202-335-2467. Again, that number that they can text the word join is 202-335-2467. I'm going to say it one more time. Now you opened your phone. Y'all got your notes pulled up. (laughs) Write it down. Write it down. Refinations. Text the word join to 202-335-2467 and you'll receive a link to register for my upcoming webinar. Uh, And the webinar will lead you to... um, and my online course and uh, mentoring program, Becoming a Vocal Athlete. You can also check that out at becomingavocalathlete.com. Awesome. Wow. Listen, I'm trying to tell y'all, if you made it to this point in the podcast, the Lord just blessed you. Church said amen. So that's super awesome. I'm so excited that you came to visit us here at the Refine Nation station. Let's do a quick prayer before we go. And Lord, I just thank you for Lou Howard. I thank you for her life. I thank you for who she is to you, Lord God, and what she has given to so many people in this world. Lord, we pray a blessing over her. Lord, let those who hear this podcast, let them, Lord, take this as an impartation. Let them be blessed by it. I pray they are inspired by it. I pray, Lord God, that they will be able to see what it is that is next for their lives, God, as we continue forward. I pray, Lord God, that you would allow them to understand and even have more of a knowledge of what it means, Lord God, to be a worshiper. Lord God, that they will be those that worship you in spirit and in truth, that this will be something that they continue to build a relationship with you with. We pray all of these things in your holy name. Amen and amen. 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 All right, y'all be blessed. (laughs) Hey, if you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to like, subscribe, and follow for more upcoming content. You can find Refine Nation Station on any podcast platform where you listen to your audio podcast. Also, if you haven't given your life to Jesus Christ, now is always a good time. Romans 10 and 9 says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And as always, Jesus loves you. And guess what? I do too. Be blessed.